Hi, Julia. Hi, Andrew. Okay, so you are by far one of the most humble people that I know. That's and very kind. I need to set the, the, the premise here real quick. The purpose of this platform is to ditch your humble hat, which you constantly have, and just be extremely objective, brag on yourself, just show us who Julia is at her core. Okay? Okay, sounds good. Okay. With that in mind, what's it like to be a co-founder and CEO of a tech company in Silicon Valley? I think that, to me, it's just my normal life. So I experience it, you know, just as getting up in the morning, you know, working out, going to work, and trying to live a balanced life. Um, what is it like? It's trying to balance this thing that you love so much, which is your company, with also just all of your, like, mental health and just challenges of adulting, you know, and living your life. Um, I think that having that thing that you love so much, it's kind of like a kid, honestly. Like you are looking out for it. You want to get to grow. You want to teach it things. You want to just get better every day. And you don't want to do it wrong. You know, you want to make sure to respect it and honor it um, and all that it can be and all of its potential. So being a co-founder and CEO is like kind of like being a parent in that way, I think. Um, and yeah, I think it's also just the potential of what your company can become, you know, dreaming not just about it as a job or what you can make today, but also like what it could become in the future. Um, so, yeah, otherwise, being a co-founder CEO is just like most other jobs, like I said. Um, and to me, it's just my normal day to day. Why did you start Copway? We started Copway, my co-founder and I started Copway, Um basically because we had this product pain. I mean, this very podcast, we were just joking about it, but you know, this very podcast is going to be edited and um, the software that people use to edit stories of video content and audio content, it's so complex and intimidating to the average person. And my co-founder and I, we've worked together at, at Google before this and um, we experienced that ourselves. You know, we were um, using like iMovie and like Adobe Premiere to make stuff for like our personal lives, like travel videos or like birthday videos for friends and just experiencing how hard it was to use, and how intimidating. Um, so yeah, we wanted to make something that was just much easier to use, much more modern and much more accessible to the average person so that anyone could tell a story using video or audio. Um, at the same time at Google, we were also learning about just the crazy rise of video content and how important video was becoming in the world. You know, like to start a business or to like run for office or to tell a story online, like participate in a digital conversation. Um, you know, video is becoming so essential for those things. And so we wanted, to, we just felt like it was super important timing to make uh, video storytelling accessible to everyone. Uh, so that's why we started Kipwing. That's why we're building a video editor for creators. And um, it's also super like fun and challenging to run your own company. And I think that's been also just a motivator from day zero of just how can we build an awesome team and an awesome culture that enables everyone to rich live rich lives in and outside of the office too. That's beautiful. How long have you been doing Kapwing now? Five years. Wow. Yeah. Kapwing actually five turns five in April. Congratulations. How many, how many employees now? We have about 35 full-time employees or about like 40 employees total. Um, based in San Francisco and in New York. That's amazing. Thanks. What's the one thing that shocked you the most in that five-year journey? 
I think that one thing that has been very surprising is just how the times when you're growing the fastest, like when your business is just really, uh, you know, shooting up in terms of revenue and user base and things like that are also the most uncomfortable. You know, the times of the most growth and the most stress are the the ones that are the least comfortable. The times when you're kind of comfortable, when you sort of know what you're doing and you're kind of, you know, you're sort of at ease with everything that's going on are oftentimes the times when you're growing the least. And so I think it's been really surprising to me that just at every stage over the course of five years, like there have continued to be big challenges and that I kind of, you kind of have to seek those challenges, like confront them in a really proactive way. Yeah. A zillion other things have been like surprising and shocking to me, but those are some of them. You know, it's funny is when you literally just said the word challenges about 10 seconds ago, your face lit up with a smile. <laughs> I <laughs> if, mean, if that it can be good or bad, you know, it depends. But yeah. So what are you doing to maintain your mental health? Good question. I think this is really important for founders to think about. Um, a lot of things for on my mental health. Um, one is that, you know, balance is so important to running a creative company. Kapwing lives and dies by like our creative ideas. And because of that, I think that making time to just be part of the world and like read and come up with ideas and talk to people is so essential for innovation for us. So we've always really prioritized like wellness and balance as a part of our culture. And really that starts with the co-founders of Eric and I. Um, that's essential for mental health. Um, an, an important aspect, I think, of mental health also that we have always like really treasured is exercise. I run just about every single morning. My co-founder, Eric, also works out almost every day. We have a gym in our office and a shower. So we really encourage people to make sure they get exercise in and take care of their bodies too because that's kind of the foundation i think for for healthy living i love that who do you feel like has been one of the most impactful mentors in your life and why wow i have so many mentors um i think the most impactful mentors are the people who are your peers but sort of one step ahead of you in whatever journey that you're on so some people for me who that is are people like Dion Nicholas, who is the CEO, co-founder of Forethought, um, Dylan Field, who's the CEO, co-founder of Figma, um, both of them and, and several other entrepreneurs I could name are people that are running companies bigger than Kapwing, but are just, you know, sort of somewhere between like one and five years ahead of us. And that is just so impactful because they can totally empathize with where you are in the journey. And they can also give you like timely up-to-date advice about what to do in various situations. Um, so yeah, just this week, I've been reaching out to them and asking them for advice about tactical things that we're dealing with. And they also just inspire me because they're living, you know, really healthy, balanced lives as successful founder CEOs. So they have been two really impactful mentors. I've been super curious to hear your answer to this question. Mm -hmm. And it's, what do you feel has been the most impactful experience in your life? That is a tough question. Impactful has so many different dimensions to it, dimensions of impact. I think that 
you know, the most truthful, but also like vague answer I can give is that my family and my education have been incredibly impactful. Um, and I think that those are really like my foundation. Um, to give a more specific answer that I think informs has really been a foundation that I built my career on in my life um, was actually kind of a coincidence. My freshman year at Stanford, I applied for a seminar with a professor named Carol Dweck. And uh, I didn't really know who Carol Dweck wa- was, but the blurb in the seminar booklet, uh, the, the blurb about the class, the description about the class looked interesting. And so I applied and it ended up being a super impactful course that I took in the first quarter of my freshman year. Um, the class was about the growth mindset and growth mindset psychology. Um, for people who don't know, growth mindset is the idea that all of your skills, all of your qualities and traits can be developed and practiced over time. And um, that had a big impact on the way that I lived my life. It, it shifted like me it shifted my mindset from being sort of a fixed mindset about many different qualities like, you know, that I just wasn't good at computer science or that I just wasn't a good drawer or that I just wasn't funny um, and shifted that into being much more of a growth mindset where I sort of learned to be a student of computer science and of visual design and sketching and of humor. And now I think I've really embraced those and become, you know, I ended up majoring in computer science and math, for example. Um so that was a super important class for me, a really impactful experience that changed the way that I approach life, career, and relationships with sort of this mindset that every aspect can be learned and developed over time. And it's not something that just is or isn't. Yep. I think that shows in a lot of the aspects of your life, right? You're like this insanely badass skier. You're an insanely supportive and kind friend to so many people. You run a business, you travel the world, you do all these things so well. And a lot of that probably comes from a growth mindset. I also think that those characteristics that I just listed off are things I've seen in almost everyone from Stanford. Like, and it's really impressed me. And then they also have this insane level of humility. And I'm curious what humility means to you. Yeah. I mean, first of all, thank you. What a compliment. Um, humility for me, I think, is the understanding that, um, you know, you are, you can take responsibility for the conditions of your life, for the things that are good and bad about it. And, um, you know, the reason why I equate that with humility is that when things are going wrong or when things are um, not dis- when things are disappointing you, not working out the way you wanted them to, um, a humble person approaches those things by understanding how they can change their own behavior and change their own situation rather than sort of being like the victim of their situation. Um, I also think that humility is about appreciating and being grateful for all of the people around you and the ways that they give to you. And, um, you know, I'm extremely grateful for my friends, for, for my education, like I said, for my family. I think all of those things built me up into the person that I am. And I think that humility is sort of an understanding of how various people gave to you over the course of your life. I have one other thing to say about that, which is 
like when you start a company, you're really building something new into the world. And that is such a powerful experience. Um, and yeah, I think it's such a important way to like lean into your career is to try and sort of like start something new, either inside of your existing company or as your own like entrepreneurial venture. So like this podcast is an awesome like entrepreneurial venture. And I would encourage people to like just get creating because when you start creating something new, you might discover something new about yourself and new about the world. And I think it is brings a lot of richness into your life. You already accomplished so much at a young age. I hope you take time to pause and acknowledge that. I have a feeling that you don't take a lot of time to pause and acknowledge because you're so busy. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I hope you do. I'm curious, what do you want for your future self? I want myself to just continue living in the present and um, embracing challenges as they come up, just continuing to see every single moment as a moment for growth and learning. Um, family is super important to me. I like want for my future self to continue to like nurture really close relationships with my family and to build a family of my own. Um, and I also hope that Kapwing is lives up to its potential, that it's as, you know, rich and full of a company as as it can be, as our vision. So those are some of my hopes for my future self. Julia, thank you for being you and appreciate you being here. Thanks, Andrea. I appreciate you being you. <laughs> Thanks for having me at your beautiful office. Yeah, I love of course. I love that you came here. It's great. <laughs>